Well, good morning, TMC, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. As you know, we're not gathering today in our worship center because we combined our annual Christmas Eve gathering with our weekly worship gathering, and so we met last evening. But I did not want to to let today go by without taking time to greet you and to share with you from Scripture the realities that are the foundation of our Christmas celebrations. The story begins in Luke's Gospel with the angel Gabriel being dispatched by God to announce to a virgin girl in Nazareth that she had been chosen by God to be the portal through which the long-awaited Messiah would come into the world. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed, meaning engaged, to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, that means his ancestor, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Now Gabriel's point was that neither old age nor being a virgin prevents God from engaging His power to make what is otherwise impossible possible. Verse 38, And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So Mary has been chosen by God. And by the time she discovers that she is in fact pregnant, the whole village and her fiancé Joseph have discovered it as well. And what is everyone to think except that Mary has been unfaithful and has acted out in an immoral way? And of course this puts Joseph in a difficult position. Joseph must have been thinking, I can't marry her. And the law says that I can have her put to death because of her immorality. But I love her and I don't want to do that. So what will I do? So as he pondered on these things, Joseph gets a visitation from an angel. Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, 
Before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Mary knew this, but Joseph did not. So, her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet Isaiah. This would be Isaiah 7:14. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, at this point, both Mary and Joseph know what's going on, and in faith they accepted their roles as God's servants in the matter. So, the months go by, and the time for the baby's birth was near. Again, Luke records the birth in his gospel, chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered or taxed, some versions say. And this was the first registration when Quirinius, Quirinius, <laughs> that's a hard name to say, was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, 
They made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. (laughs) And that is, as Linus said, what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. (laughs) At least that's true for the Christian church. Since the mid to late 4th century, the Christian church has set aside December the 25th as the date to remember and to celebrate the birth of Christ. Now, it's not his actual date of birth, but since neither scripture nor secular history gives us the date, December 25th is as good a time to celebrate the birth of Christ as any other. And Christians worldwide have done so for over 1,900 years. So today, as you open presents, as you gather around the table with family and friends, as you watch your favorite Christmas movie or enjoy your favorite Christmas songs and hymns, don't let the reality and significance of the birth of Jesus take a back seat to all the other secular festivities that you take part in. Instead, take time to remember, to celebrate the faithfulness of God, to fulfill His promise, and to rejoice in the mission of Jesus, the mission that He came to fulfill. He bore our sins in His body on the cross, and three days later, according to the Scriptures, He rose from the dead. This act of love and grace is what makes the forgiveness of sins and eternal life in the presence of God possible. Now, friend, if your sins have been forgiven, then you possess eternal life. And that right there is the greatest gift you could ever receive. You, in fact, are a very blessed person. But listen to me. If you have not yet repented of sin and turned in faith to embrace Jesus as your Savior and Lord, then your sins are not forgiven. You do not have a right relationship with God. And quite frankly, if your life were to end in that condition, you would spend eternity separated from Him forever in hell. But today, God has brought His gospel message to you and moved me to invite you to confess your sins, to believe in Jesus as Savior and Lord, and to receive the gift of God's mercy, grace, and eternal life. Do you have questions? Can we talk about those questions? My contact information is on the screen. If you'll send me a text or give me a call or send me an email, I'd be happy to return that and connect with you. And yes, you can do that even today on Christmas Day. You see, the greatest Christmas gift that I could receive is that of helping you come to know the Christ of Christmas and His grace that can defeat sin and death in your life. Well, let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for what this day signifies, the fulfillment of your promise to send your Messiah. And we are grateful that you did that over 2,000 years ago. And you have made a way through his life, through his death, through his resurrection, 
Lord, we can have the forgiveness of sin. We can have a right relationship with you. We can call you our heavenly father and know that we are your sons and daughters. Lord, for those who are watching this video today who know you, I pray that they would rejoice in this and find great joy in knowing that you are a promise keeper and that you have accepted them into your family because of faith in Jesus Christ. But for those who have yet to turn in faith to Jesus, I pray today would be the day that they would come to recognize their sin and also come to recognize Jesus as the Savior and that on this Christmas day that they would turn in faith and repentance to you, asking you to forgive their sins and asking Jesus to become their Savior and Lord. And I pray that if they do that, that they'll connect and share that good news with me that I may rejoice with them. Well, once again, Lord, thank you for what this day means and what it signifies. And may we find joy in you as we gather with our families and friends. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Connie, Harley, and I want to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. And we look forward to worshiping with you again in person on Sunday, January the 1st, when we'll have our annual Vision and Mission Sermon. All right? So, Harley says, Happy Birthday. Excuse me, not Happy Birthday, but Merry Christmas. And Connie says, Merry Christmas, everyone. And I get it right this time and say, Merry Christmas. Have a blessed day.